Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. The moment one learns English, complications set in. Well, yeah. It's the third short one in a row, right? Yep. For people who are listening to these podcasts out of order, that's going to be confusing. But we record a whole bunch at once, and then we parcel them out over time. Mm -hmm. And we giggle. So... Today, we are talking about a topic that uh, has been in the news a little bit right about the time that we're recording this um, in mid to late February 2012. Yes. Um, it'll be really funny in the future when people come back because we, we do get from time to time people listening back. Uh, they'll say, oh, I'm going to start from the beginning. Yeah, it's fantastic when they listen to that old episode where we were talking about whether or not Apple was coming out with a tablet. Yes, we did do that. It was really funny. Yeah. It, it, funny in retrospect. Yes. Um, and this may be another one of those things because it's talking about a product that has not technically been announced. It's been speculated upon and quite leaked. a bit. And leaked. Supposedly leaked. Yeah. We're talking about a pair of glasses engineered by Google that would give you a an augmented reality view of the world around you. and uh, And the fact that this... According to the reports that have been published in places like the New York Times, this would come to market by the end of 2012. Mm-hmm. Heck, by the time this podcast goes live, we may know more about it. It may there may be a public announcement. Well, as it turns out, Timbuk three was right. The future is so bright, you're going to have to wear shades. Yeah. Well, and the, here's the other thing: is that with all the information this will be giving you, I'll be wearing these sunglasses at night. <laughs> All right. So, so what, it, what is it about this? Now, um, we should talk for a moment, I, I guess, about a heads up display. Yes. Um, because that's the idea here. The HUD. Um, the HUD. That's housing and urban development. Um, also the heads up display. True. Um, this is the kind of thing that people have been expecting in cars for a really long time and it just hasn't happened. Yeah. There, there are a few cars that do have these sort of things, but they're pretty limited. Yeah. And it's more about stuff like a, showing you a projection of what's in your, what's behind the car, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But yeah, the heads up display. There's anyone who's played video games, uh, especially first person shooters is familiar with the heads up display because in, in video games, it gives you vital information about how you are doing, like whether you have any bullets in your gun or possibly in your chest. <laughs> well, it's, it's probably due in part to the fact that uh, heads-up displays are used in military aircraft and have been for quite some time. Yes. Um, essentially, what we're talking about is, uh, if, you, if you still have no idea, um, information is projected upon the, uh, in, in an aircraft on within the your, glass canopy. Yeah, within your field of view. Mm-hmm. And so you can see through it to whatever happens to be on the other side. Clouds, enemy aircraft, mountains. UFOs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you could see the information. Um, it's useful for targeting other aircraft. I mean, hey, I've seen the documentary Top Gun. Yep. Um, hey, look, it only took 383 episodes before I got him to say that. <laughs> um, so, you know, the technology has been around for, for quite some time, but in, in some applications like, uh, you know, regular cars, just – 
hasn't taken off, so to speak. Um, but this is more or less what Google is proposing to do, uh, assuming that this is this leaked uh, information is actually true. Um, it would be sort of a heads-up display that you carry along with you in a pair of glasses. Right. So you giving know, you an overlay of information about the world around you, which we know by the term augmented reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Augmented in that it's augmented by data. So mm-hmm. this augmented reality could take many different forms. It could be something like, let's say that you're wearing these glasses and you're using uh, an application that uh, that lets the glasses display information provided by something like Google Maps. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're walking through a strange city. Uh, you're visiting a place you've never been before, mm-hmm. and you've got a pair of these glasses on, and you, you're you actually on your way to a specific location, but you've never ever gone there yourself mm-hmm. before. And the glasses tell you which way to turn. Mm-hmm. You're just wearing the glasses. You're looking at the world around you, and as you come up to where you need to go, the glasses indicate through this heads-up display that you need to take a left at mm-hmm. the next intersection. And right. so you are – Navigating your way there using the glasses as a tool. It's sort of, it's taking, really taking the place of the smartphone. And in a lot of ways, augmented reality, we, when we first started talking about augmented reality, a lot of people were th- imagining it as something that you would wear, like a, a, a head mounted display. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'd be some sort of special goggles that would put this information on top of the world around us. We've been talking about this for years, but the actual implementation we have seen, at least in recent years, has been handheld devices like smartphones. Yes, and as as useful as that's been in in certain circumstances, it's also sort of inconvenient to hold the smartphone up in front of your face while you're trying to navigate a city. Yeah, and it makes you look like a a weirdo. And you're likely to hurt yourself. You're looking like a smartphone-wielding weirdo, like a smartphone-wielding zombie. With one arm extended out in front of you, because yeah, if you're if you're trying to if you're trying to get both a look at the world around you and get a look at the information that's being presented on your phone, then you're gonna have to hold it up so that your eye line is still looking out straight ahead of you, right? Mm-hmm. Most of us don't do that. I think I think most of us what we're doing is we're looking down. We're holding the phone at around the level of our stomach or so, and we're looking down at it, and we're walking anyway, which means that we can have close encounters with things like telephone poles or other pedestrians. Yes. Both of which I have done. Mm-hmm. I've also uh, tripped over curbs. Uh, I have nearly stepped upon a baby. Uh, that I wasn't didn't even have a phone in my hand. That was just me being mean. But, uh, yeah, there are a lot of opportunities for mishaps, like getting hit by cars and stuff. So the idea is, why don't we put this stuff, in, this technology, into a different form factor where we can still look around at the world around us and react to it, get the information we want and we that we sometimes we need, but not have it be an experience that puts us or other people in danger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, of course, this will also make it easier for... Uh uh, for you to be mystified when people from New York come up to you and ask you if you need help finding something in particular, and you go, "How did you know?" And look, you know, this is this is just going to be another way for them to pick out the tourists. Well, but that's and, all right. And and it, again, it's not just something you would wear in a strange city. No, I just but I, I was just thinking about it in that context because I've always had trouble figuring out how they knew, but they just know. Well, anyone who looks up in New York City is obviously a tourist. Yep, right? and I'm guilty. 
Yeah. So um, let's talk about some of the hardware that this would have to have in order for it to work. All right. Mm-hmm. So we don't know the specifics because this has been stuff that has been leaked to the media. There's been no official, as of the recording of this podcast, there's been no official announcement from Google to tell us what this stuff is. Yeah. The, uh, the Google spokesperson said something to the effect of, Hey, look, there goes the Loch Ness monster. And when everybody turned to look, he ran off. Yoink. Yeah. Uh, it, this was part of, uh, Google X. Uh, which is a a top secret research and development uh, facility within Google, which people work on in their twenty percent. Yeah, but anyway, so so the what okay. these would have to have in order for this to work is the glasses would have to have a camera mm-hmm. because you would have to have some sort of if you're overlaying information on top of specific things, then you want the the uh, glasses to be able to look at you know. Through the camera, look at a uh, in a direction and overlay information on the proper stuff. So right. let's say that you're looking at a building, and uh, or or a collection of buildings, and you're looking for a specific restaurant, and you're scanning from left to right. Then the name of the restaurant pops up when you're looking at the right storefront. Let's say, mm-hmm. or even a menu for that restaurant, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So there's the, needs the camera for that visual acuity. It also probably has some sort of GPS sensor in it, so mm-hmm. it, it knows where you are geographically. Um, it's got to have some sort of uh, of uh, of transceiver in it. It has to be able to send and receive information. Exactly. So it's going to be either it's it's either it's going to have Wi-Fi, or maybe Bluetooth, or maybe uh, cellular, or maybe some combination of those three. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order for it to send and receive information, so that you know, because obviously you can't store the world's information on a pair of glasses. It would never fit. You would have to have the world's longest cord connecting you to whatever computer database had all the information. So this information is stored in the cloud. So you have to have a way of getting the information to and from the glasses. Otherwise, they're just going to be this heavy pair of glasses sitting on your face. I, I was trying to get to the uh, to the opera, but uh, it's still two blocks away, and my extension cord won't let me travel any farther. So I guess I'll have to go yeah. home. Yeah, bummer. The uh, what's that giant backpack on your back? Yeah, you Those also, are the batteries. You also have to have the actual display, mm-hmm. which, according to the information I've seen, is set a set to the side for one eye only, mm-hmm. so that one of your eyes can just quickly glance over and see what the information is. Uh, it's not something that's overlaid over both lenses of the glasses themselves. That I imagine would be very distracting and would make things very difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be some sort of user interface mm-hmm. so that you can actually navigate through things because it may be that there are multiple levels of information you could overlay on a location and you you have an interest in a very specific subset of information, mm-hmm. but you're not interested in the rest. So how do you navigate through that? Uh, according to what I've read, it looks like it's done right now through little subtle head motions, like you tilt your head a certain way and that lets you scan through items or select a specific item and uh, like clicking on a link, you might have to tilt your head just a little bit in a direction. And according to what I've read, it sounds like these are pretty subtle movements. That's mm-hmm. not something where you're going to be sitting on the, the train and you look across and there's uh, someone head banging away as they're trying to navigate Wikipedia. That's not what this is all about. It's more very, it's very subtle movements. Now that you, you may still find that person, you know, they might still be there, but you, it won't be necessary to headbang in order to navigate Wikipedia or any other website like HowStuffWorks.com. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I hope it wouldn't be like a touchscreen because I have enough trouble with fingerprints on my glasses. Right. That, uh, there was talk that there could be some voice activation stuff added in at some point, and even that this could ultimately take the place of a smartphone where you would have an earpiece that would be part of this so that you could make calls and you mm-hmm. could, you know, you, you could replace it. There are other reports I've seen that no, this is really going to be paired with smartphones where you might use your smartphone as the, uh, the device that actually connects to the internet mm-hmm. and then the glasses connect to your smartphone and use it as essentially a hotspot. Um, that's a possibility, although most of the reports I've seen say the glasses themselves are going to have the capability to either use Wi-Fi or 3G or 4G connections in order to get data. Of course, if it is using Wi-Fi and you can use your smartphone as a Wi-Fi hotspot, that's still a way that you would use your phone to actually grab the data and then it would send it to the glasses. Um, there are a lot of interesting uses for this. So lots of information about the the world around you. You might be able to find out things like historical information of sites that you're visiting. You might mm-hmm. be able to find uh, recommendations for restaurants or shops or movies. Uh, you might even be able to do things like navigate and purchase stuff before you get to places. Uh, like let's say you look at a movie theater and it pulls up the movie listings for mm-hmm. that theater while you're looking at it. And then you decide, hey, that movie sounds interesting. I've been meaning to see that. I'm already in the area. I'm just going to go ahead and buy tickets through here. Like These are all things that might be used with the glasses. Again, since they don't actually exist in a way that we can play with them right now, we can only imagine their, the use case scenarios, right? Right. Well, of course, uh, uh, Google has Google Latitude. Yeah. Um, which is sort of a competitor to some of the other location based services out there in a way. It yeah, ties into like, your Google account. Kind of like Foursquare. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, you could, you could also do things like, uh, check into a location. Um, you could go to a restaurant, for example, and, and, uh, uh, you know, you know, you've, you've navigated there and once you're there, uh, you would maybe be able to read tips from other, uh, People, you know, stay away from the, lasa- the lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat the fish. Um, we had two choices, chicken or fish. <laughs> oh, yes, I had the lasagna. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it could be used for all kinds of things like that. Um, Google doesn't expect people are going to wear these all the time, uh, at least according to these reports. Uh, of course, again, Google hasn't said, but... Uh, but let me tell you... There if, will be some. If I get a pair... Of these glasses, I will wear them all the time. Yes, he will. Because, guys, to me, this sounds super cool. And it's something I've wanted to to play with for a long time. And I love augmented reality applications. I've got some on my phone. I use a lot of the ones that you know have augmented reality features built into them. Mm-hmm. So, Google, if you're listening, I am more than happy to be a beta participant in this glasses program and I, I will, I will wear the heck out of them because this is exactly, I love the idea of information being everywhere, right? Having, having a, a geographic element to, lo, to information so that, uh, it almost gives information more of a sense of permanence to me. Mm-hmm. Like you've associated it with a place. It's not just data. There's a physical location that you have been to. And when you combine the two, to me, that makes the information more meaningful and relevant to a, you from a personal experience. And being the nerd that I am, I love information anyway. So this is the kind of thing that just gets me like, woohoo, I want one. Maybe you could build ghost detector apps into them and then you could... Don't play with me, Paulette. <laughs> We're yes. not going to go into that. I will have a, I will have a rant. Candy-like button. Oh, man. 
I oh, enjoyed it's that. so easy to get me upset about that. Let, let's talk about uh, quick, quick aside. Okay, ghost hunting is is bunk. All right, all right, go move ahead, move ahead. <laughs> Uh, that was such a fun episode. Um, yes, we do have a, an episode about ghost hunting technology and what it does and what it does not do. Uh, I.e., it does not hunt ghosts. So if you want on its own, if you want to learn, don't even start, <laughs> Paulette. If you want to, if you want to learn more, go and check out that episode. It was actually a fun one. It was one of those yeah, it where it was uh, there was a bet on whether or not I could finish the episode without having uh, some sort of aneurysm or something. I made it through. Really close. Yeah, no, it was a it was a razor's edge. So let let's talk about whether okay, let's we're on the 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 rumor mill here. So yes. it could or could not happen. Let let's talk about the technology too. I mean, could this happen? We've got small cameras that are built into our cell phones. I mean, they're you, it's Tablets. conceivable yeah. that you you could have something small enough to put in a pair of glasses. Sure. Um, you've got um, you know you've got the uh, Oakley Thump. An MP3 player that's built into glasses. So. Yeah, and supposedly these these uh, devices look a lot like the Oakley Thump glasses, mm-hmm. according to one report I read. So you know we know that you could put a battery and some audio technology in there. Yeah, the uh, question, Bluetooth earpieces. Sure, you know. sure. The, um, the question I have really is, what would the battery life be like? Mm-hmm. Because um, you know, I mean, I've and also we don't know for sure that it would be running the Android operating system. I've seen a lot of. Of that's sites the that, rumor. Yeah, that, that's the assumption that it would be running Android, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I mean, that's sure. their mobile platform, and you would think if this is sort of a either either a, a, a split from smartphone technology or a complement to smartphone technology, however you want to look at it, if it's parallel or if it's splitting off, sure, uh, you would imagine it would probably use a, a similar operating system. Although I'm not so, sure where the processor is going to go. Yeah, so that's the thing is that it's going to. It's going to need a processor. It's going to need the battery. It's going to have all these sensors in it. It's going to have the display technology in it. Uh, so you start wondering how bulky is it going to be? How heavy is it going to be? How hot is it going to get as it's running? And mm-hmm. how long will the battery life last? Right. Uh, now, if my Android smartphone is anything to go by, and I have I have one of the bulkier Android smartphones. And to be mm-hmm. fair, the reason for that is because it's one of the ones that has a physical QWERTY keyboard. Right. So that's that's adding quite a bit of bulk to it. Uh, but if we look at a smartphone and we look at how heavy it is and, and the size of it, part of that is because the displays tend to be pretty big. Mm-hmm. In this case, the display can be much smaller because it's going to be really close to your eye. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to make it that big. You know, it's going to it's going to cover up a good amount of your field of of vision when you look a certain direction. So you don't need it to be huge. So that's going to cut down a little bit on on the size and weight. But um yeah, I'm curious to see, like, is it going to feel comfortable? Maybe that's one reason people wouldn't wear them all the time is because mm-hmm. if they're if they're heavy enough, you might not want to wear them for more than, you know, a few minutes. Uh, but if you're not wearing them all the time, where the heck are you putting them? Yeah, yeah. Well, you also have to be concerned that people who need prescription vision correction. Like me. Uh, might have difficulty reading it. Now, yeah. for people who are, are nearsighted, maybe not. As much of a problem as people who are farsighted. Although people who are nearsighted who are not wearing contacts and put these glasses on are not going to really be able to see the world around them. Mm-hmm. They might be able to read the information about the world around them, but then they look at they actually look at the building that they're reading about and it just is a indistinct blob. Yes. Yes, uh, that's how it would be for me. Yeah, no, that's the thing is that if I were wearing these glasses, I would also need to wear contacts in order mm-hmm. to really experience it the way I would want to. You are about to fall in a. Yeah. Ah. 
Curse you, Perry the Platypus. <laughs> Man, I, I wonder how many Phineas and Ferb references we've had since I started watching that show. <laughs> and he doesn't even have kids, ladies and it's gentlemen. It's a lot. No, I'm, I'm just a big kid myself. But yeah, um, yeah, there there are a lot of other questions too. Like, uh, th- from How what I understand, cost? yeah, the the re- it's a big one. The guesswork right now is they think that it'll probably cost around this. They being the media, yeah. Well, I should identify they like New York Times and blogs and like like a uh, Wired's blog, Engadget, and yeah, other blogs like that. The best guess right now is that it would fall into the smartphone range. So probably between two hundred and fifty and six hundred dollars for a pair of these. Which mm-hmm. so, you know, that's that's. That's a luxury item. Uh, it's something that oh, yeah. early adopters will probably be more than willing to pay, assuming that they have that kind of money laying around. But your average consumer would be like, well, that's just a curiosity. And they mm-hmm. may very well be correct because the other thing I've read is that apparently Google doesn't have any plans on how it would monetize this. Mm-hmm. That this would just – this is almost like it's just an experiment to see, you know, hey, we can do this. Let's do this mm-hmm. and show that we can do it. But there's no real plan on making that like a, a core part of their business because there's not really a money generating part of that right now. Although you could imagine that advertising would very easily fall into there. Mm-hmm. You know, location based advertising would obviously be a, a source of revenue if this thing were to progress beyond, you know, the the initial phase. So it may be that Google doesn't really pursue this as an actual like you know broad consumer product, but really just something for a group of people who are really passionate about the idea so that it might fuel the next generation or maybe two more generations down the road where it becomes something more of a of, of a consumer product and less of a, of a hobbyist kind of product, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, especially for people who are interested in not just using it, but developing for it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there's that. Um, and then there's uh, questions about when it'll come out. Um, right now, the... I, the 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 most information I've seen is before the end of 2012, mm-hmm. uh, and then there there are some guesses that there may be some beta programs bef- between now and then where normal schlubs like I don't know Jonathan Strickland, co-host of popular podcast Tech Stuff, could get their hands on a pair of these and try them out, and he is more than willing to do that. From what I understand, he and I are really close. Don't make him beg. No, no, please don't. <laughs> I I'll do it. I'm not. Yes, I'm will. not a proud man, but uh, yeah. So <clears throat> there are a lot of other questions about this. Uh, you know, if it if it does come out, because sometimes these projects pop up in Google and then never really go anywhere sure. outside the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it does come out, will it take off? Uh, if it, even if it does take off, will Google continue to pursue it? Mm-hmm. You know, these questions also come into play with things like the uh, when Google did the whole driverless car thing. Yep. Right. That was a super cool project. Really interesting. And it may very well be that certain car manufacturers will end up uh, utilizing some or all of the technology that Google created as part of that project. Right. But as of right now, there's no way for the average person to experience that technology. So is this going to become something like the driverless car? Is that going to be where we're going to have, you know, years between when we find out about it and when something actually tangible to us happens? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet you'd be willing to uh, beta test that for them too. Yes. If you want Google, if you want to give me a pair of those glasses and And a a car that will drive me around, I will, I will be more than happy to test out both of those things. Uh, right. I I do not you know a little bit of trivia about Jonathan I don't drive so so a driverless car 
would be incredibly useful for me yep. in the city of Atlanta where cars are almost a necessity. <laughs> they outnumber the humans. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's depressing but true. So, so yeah, give me a driverless car and I can add to the problem. <laughs> well, it, uh, it, I'm interested to see whether or not they're, they're ready to rule something like that out. Um, I just, I just don't know. I, it seems like something that's not going to be a mainstream product, at least not for years. Yeah. I, it, uh, but I'm, I'd, I'm not I'd sure. like to see how it's done. I'm not sure that the average person has any desire for this sort of product. Mm-hmm. You know, it may just be something that they're like, no, that's such a nerdy thing. I can't imagine it. See, for me, it's just, it's so compelling that yeah. it's something that I'm very eager to, to check out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I could, I, I'm not, I am not the average person. I am a total, total geek. Mm-hmm. So a person who is not as geeky may look at this product and just say, wow, I can't imagine ever wanting to use that. I mean, I, I use my smartphone to play, you know, Angry Birds or Fruit Ninja. I don't use it to look up information about the world around me. Fruit I'm not Ninja. interested in learning or exploring or broadening my horizons. I'm happy in my insular little world where I've created this this compartmentalized existence that is completely cut off from everything else. And really, I'm fine with not learning and being a, an ignorant person and just kind of uh, wallowing in my ignorance. Celebrating it really is what I like to do. That, that to me, is what existence is all about. You know, those people are cool. You know, do I need to take the soapbox away from you again? Because I'll do it. Yeah. I'm done with it anyway. I'll turn this podcast around. Okay. Anyway, and I was being facetious, everybody. <laughs> anyway. My my wife would never want a pair of these glasses, and she's completely justified in that. <laughs> Me, I am – if these come out, I will get a pair. I, that's just – it's – I know I will. He doesn't need a tablet, but he does need a pair of augmented reality That's glasses. not true. I do need a tablet. There's just not a tablet out there that does what I need it to do. I need a very specific tablet that hasn't been made yet. Maybe you could attach it to your face and then you could use it like a pair of glasses. That's not the, it's not the form factor that's the problem. <laughs> it's not the form factor of the tablet that I object to. It's the, it's, the use cases that, you know, I don't need it to, that's a different podcast. Okay. We should do a podcast, why Jonathan wants a tablet and why he's not going to buy one. All right. That'll be just uh, 45 minutes of me explaining myself. <laughs> yeah, just like a typical tech sub episode. All right, guys, that wraps up our discussion on this theoretical <laughs> piece of technology that may very well be on the market by the time this episode goes live. Uh, if you guys have any topics you would like us to talk about, please let us know. You can send us an email. Our address is techstuff at discovery.com. And that email address works now. Some of you may have tried to email in the past and had a little bit of a problem. We have fixed that problem. Please email us. Or you can let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle at both those is techstuffhsw. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House of Work's iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?